Unlocking Your World of Creativity with Mark Stinson. Copyright 2021. Welcome back, friends, to our podcast, Unlocking Your World of Creativity. And if you've ever seen and admired the smiles of celebrities like Katy Perry, Fergie, Jessica Simpson, Mark Wahlberg, Eva Longoria, well, then you've known the work of our guest today, Dr. Bill Dorfman, celebrity dentist, Beverly Hills cosmetic dentist. Dr. Bill, welcome to the program. Thank you, Mark. Dr. Bill's also been featured on ABC's Extreme Makeover, and he's a recurring guest host on the CBS daytime talk show, The Doctors. Well, Dr. Bill, as we think about these celebrities, well, what is it about our smile that is so integral to our personal brands? Are you kidding? It's the most important thing. I mean, think about this. Let's say you meet somebody and you shake their hand and you give them this nice, warm smile and they don't. I mean, it sends so many messages. And, you know, the one message that we really never think because we always think like, oh my gosh, there's something wrong with me. Like people don't like me. Maybe they just don't like their smile. I mean, there are people that are so ashamed and embarrassed about their smile that they'll never smile. And that has nothing to do with you. Look, I'm the father of three daughters. I have spent copious hours explaining to kids, listen, when people treat you in a way that doesn't seem appropriate for a situation, it's probably not you, you know? <laughs> Maybe they just got in a fight with their spouse. Maybe they just got in a car accident. Maybe a million other things. But we always blame us, right? So if you can't smile, you're giving people the wrong message all the time. And, you know, I think one of my favorite makeovers on Extreme Makeover was a young woman who had not just a cleft lip and a cleft palate, a bilateral cleft lip, cleft flat palate, meaning she had it on both sides. And when we finished her makeover, she was stunning. And she said to me, you know, Dr. Bill, for the first time in my life, I can walk into a room and just feel normal. You know, most of us, don't battle that. I mean, we may feel we're a little too this or a little too that, but uh, most of us don't walk into a room thinking, oh my gosh, people are staring at me because I just am not fitting in. Exactly. You know? Well, and you're and describing these situations that move beyond just your appearance, but rather your full confidence, you know, your ability to connect and express with other people. Like yeah. And so, you know, a smile is super important. Look, if you've got wonky teeth and you love it, that's okay. <laughs> you know, I mean, 90% of England does, right? But if you don't like your smile and it's holding you back, man, we can fix that, you know? And a lot of times really quickly, I mean, I have done full mouth reconstruction, mm -hmm. like literally 28 teeth. You come in on Monday, you walk out with a brand new smile that day, and then, you know, in temporaries, and then a week later, we put on your permanent teeth. Cosmetic dentistry today is exploding. I've never been busier. And I think, well, you know, I invented Zoom. Yeah, your not, dental wait, practice. not video conference. Not, not that Zoom, but the whitening yeah. Zoom. <laughs> no, good. 
But I think that so many people are sitting on Zoom for hours and hours and hours looking at their smile and being like, ah, it could be better. So they're coming into my office. It's crazy. Well, and as we've talked about moving beyond simply being a great dentist, but really creatively building a practice that attracts a certain level of celebrity for sure, but attracts people who say, I'm serious about my smile. And like you said, you built a, a business around this idea. You know, Mark, I love the whole concept of your podcast. And one of my favorite quotes came from Albert Einstein. And in 1921, when he was being lauded for his brilliance and he received his Nobel Prize, he said, it's not my brilliance that got me here. It's my creativity. And I would venture to say, I am not the smartest guy you're ever going to meet. There are a lot that are way, way, way smarter than me. But you put me in a room of creative people and that's where I really feel like I thrive. I love creating things it, like all the, I mean, I create smiles every day, but I love creating products. I love art. I don't know. I've always been an artist my whole life. Even as a little kid, I could draw anything. Like I never even had to think about it. And it's funny because music not so good. Like my piano teacher fired me. She said, you have other skills in life. Pursue them. <laughs> You're wasting my time. That's, yeah, that's harsh. Like that's harsh. Like, and she literally fired me. But, you know, I never took an art class or, 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 or had to learn how to sketch or sculpt or any of those things. It was, give me the clay and boom. That's good. Well, just to add some details for our listeners, the company we're talking about that Dr. Bill formed was Discus Dental, one of the world's leading dental companies. And these brands, Zoom and Bright Smile, and ultimately they're over 1 billion in sales. So they're, they're real substantial business ventures, Dr. Bill. And I'm just curious how they turned from, hey, this is a good idea to this is a real creative business opportunity. And we should share this with practices everywhere. You know, first of all, Discus Dental doesn't exist anymore because I sold it to Phillips and I sold it. And there's a there's kind of a fun little story about that, too. We'll get into it a little bit later. I know, but I, I run a motivational leadership program for high school and college kids called LEAP. It happens every summer. It's a nonprofit that I set up 14 years ago where we basically teach students 15 to 25 skills to be successful in life. And one of the first things I teach kids is to be a 10. Walk like a 10, talk like a 10, act like a 10, choose to be a 10 and surround yourself with other kids that are 10. And ironically, we have this whole thing we call the 10 talk or the 10 culture. Ironically, we sold Discus Dental on 10, 10, 10 at 10 a.m. October 10th, 2010 at 10 a.m. I signed a merger document that literally changed my life. I mean, I always knew as a dentist, I'd be comfortable. I knew I could, you know, if I practice hard and make a good living, I never imagined what it would be like to grow a company from zero to $1.3 billion in sales and sell it. 
I, I, that wasn't even on my radar, you know? And I'll tell you something, as a result, I think I wake up the happiest, most grateful person in the world, like every morning, you know? And look, money isn't everything. It doesn't buy happiness. That's true. I know a lot of really, really wealthy people that are miserable. But I'll tell you, the flip side is, it's super hard to be happy when you're broke ass poor. And it must be fulfilling to be able to churn the profits, the outcome of building this business into your foundation and into your work. Yeah, I mean, my mantra is learn so you can earn and then return. And I feel very fortunate. Dentistry has exceeded every expectation I ever had. And I'm in a phase in my life and my career where I'm able to give back a lot in really significant ways. I mean, we've together with a group of amazing dentists called the Crown Council have raised over $50 million for children's charities. Garth Brooks has been a, a champion in this with me. And um, I mean, it's, it's been phenomenal, the things that we've been able to do, so. Terrific. Well, let's turn the page then and, and give some focus to this nonprofit program that you have coming up. It's called Leap Foundation. It's a week-long program taught at UCLA every summer. Give us a little bit more details about how the program works. You know, it's funny because, you know, we've been doing this. This will be our 14th year. Last year, our 13th year, unlucky number 13, <laughs> we had to do it virtually because of the pandemic. But this year, UCLA has allowed us to have 100 students who are vaccinated. The program will go from July 18th to the 24th. And it's phenomenal. I mean, we get, I, I have been so fortunate. My, my patients have really stepped up to the bat. I mean, Mark Wahlberg, Anthony Hopkins, Eva Longoria, you know, uh, Usher, Jason Alexander, Michael Strahan. Kathy Bates, Paula Abdul every year. I mean, all of these amazing people have come and shared their heart and their success stories with my students. So it's, it's always a phenomenal program. And, you know, I'm super excited to be able to be back again this year and doing it live. But the basic idea behind LEAP is to teach students the skills that they need to be successful in life that they don't necessarily learn in school. And that's, that's really it. And, and it's interesting to, you know, when sometimes we think about motivational programs, it's like they're gonna hear a lot of rah-rah talks and they're gonna walk away very excited. But you're also describing they're learning skills. You know, they're taking away things that are actionable and that they could put into practice in their life. Yeah, I mean, we teach them communication skills, networking skills, study skills, how to write a resume, how to apply for a job, how to interview for a job, public speaking skills. I mean, on and on and on and on. That's so good. Well, give us the coordinates where we can find this. Of course, we're going to put them in the show notes, but yeah, sure. it's really easy. Go to www.leapfoundation.com. Also, if you want to ever reach me directly, I think I'm the only person with 1.4 million followers who actually answers all of my DMs. Just DM me. It's Dr. Bill Dorfman, D-R-B-I-L-L Dorfman on Instagram. And I promise you, it's really me responding. I love that. 
Well, let's talk about that for a little bit and, and how you connect with your patients. Going back to you're building a practice around a clinical product, or, you know, a delivery that you're doing for people. How is the experience of working with your practice? People say, I, I don't like to go to the dentist. You must have been asked this question before, right? But I mean, there's a certain experience that I think you're trying to create that maybe attracts a different kind of client. Actually, no. I've never been asked this question before. And I'm not kidding, never. Mm. But I'll tell you, Disney said it like this. Do what you do so well, people can't resist telling other people about you. Mark, if you walk into my practice and I meet every expectation you have, you'll walk out happy. If I exceed every expectation, you'll tell everybody you know, and that's what I want to happen. I mean, look, when I came to Beverly Hills, the last thing they needed was another cosmetic dentist. I can what did I do? <laughs> I did what we teach at LEAP, copy genius. I found the, the five most successful dentists in Beverly Hills. I called them up and I asked them if I could come in and observe them. And I sat there like a sponge and I learned as much as I could from each of them. And then I went back and I put all of that into one practice. And within a year or two, I had the most successful practice in all of Beverly Hills. And it's so interesting that because the reason I asked this question about experiences in our work in creativity and branding, we know that a lot of people have the nuts and bolts. They can deliver the goods, but the brand experience, you know, that they put around it. And so I'm curious how you created that kind of experience. And do you feel like you've created, I'll call it a manual for lack of a better word. Do you have the structure of what that experience is? You know, in simple terms, you got to have the sizzle and the steak, right? So you're right. I mean, there are a lot of dentists that I know who are technically incredibly gifted and they're not busy. There are other dentists that are not that skilled <laughs> and they're super busy, but the best ones are the ones that are actually really busy and skilled. And so, you know, I never lost sight of the fact that I need to deliver the goods. You know, I take tons and tons of continuing education every year and, and I always stay up on the latest and the greatest and, and I'm super particular about the, the work I do. But I think that creating an experience where patients come into my office, where they actually feel pampered and taken care of, you know, is a really important part of our success. I mean, I always tell my patients, when you come to me as a dentist, you never have to worry about your teeth again. I, if I need to send you to an endodontist, a periodontist, a pedodontist, whatever, we coordinate all that. Like I'm the quarterback who's making sure that you're getting the care that you need. Makes a lot of sense. And I guess as we think about the listeners who say they are technically competent, but they need the confidence or they need an extra nudge to start getting out into the world and promoting their creative work, whatever that might be. At some point you said, I'd like to get out there more. And ultimately yeah, that leads I to extreme makeover and the doctors. But I mean, what was the pivot where you said, I, I want to, I'll call it market. I want more publicity or I want to attract a different kind of client. You know, it, it was really funny. I, I, I opened up my practice and I was doing okay. And 
early on in my career, a woman I went to high school with came in and needed a lot of dental work. And it was fairly expensive. And she said, hey, you want a barter? I'm like, well, what do you do? I didn't even know. She said, I'm a publicist. I'm like, I don't need that. <laughs> I didn't even know what a publicist was. <laughs> She's like, no, no, no. And so she started explaining. I thought, okay, well, you know what? I, I did it more as a, all right, let's see how this goes kind of thing. And she was phenomenal. I mean, like within two months, she, you know, magazines were very popular back then. They aren't so much now, but LA Magazine was a big magazine with a big readership and a lot of influence. And she got me listed as the best cosmetic dentist in LA through LA Magazine. She got the entire staff there to come to me as patients, experience my office and, you know, and, and vouch for the fact that, you know, we were an exceptional office. And when I saw the kind of impact that that made, it, it literally made me hungry for more. And it's funny because I was married at the time and my wife was, was an actress and she put together like a, a demo reel. And I started doing these TV shows. I thought, you know, I should do a demo reel. You never know, you know, and kind of serendipitously when ABC called me and asked me if I was interested in being on Extreme Makeover, which was literally a game changer for my life. I was able to provide them with a demo reel and I got hired off my demo reel. I didn't even have to go do a screen test like all the other doctors. So, you know, that was a game changer for me. I mean, you know, this was the birth of reality TV. There were no rules yet. There were no boundaries. I mean, I got to shamelessly promote Zoom. That was part of my deal with them. I'm the only person on Extreme Makeover that didn't get paid. All the plastic surgeons, the hairstylists, the makeup artists, the weight trainers, the nutritionists, on and on. My deal with ABC was don't pay me. I'll do the dentistry for free as long as you promote Zoom in every episode and my lab because I didn't want to have to pay you know, a lab bill mm -hmm. every time. Mm -hmm. And they were fine with that. Now that would never fly in today's world, but I got to promote Zoom in every single episode. And, you know, as a result, our company was at a run rate of about 76 million in sales when we started Extreme Makeover. The first year I was on the show, we jumped to 101. The next year we did 136 million in sales. And the third year on the show, we did almost $200 million in sales in one year. It's quite and an impact, quite a trajectory. Yeah, and everybody's yeah. like, yeah, but you didn't get paid. I'm like, no, I did okay. <laughs> I did okay. I got paid. Well, Dr. Bell, what a great conversation. I really appreciate the time we spent together. Uh, I want to end as we underscore once again, this Leap Foundation program. And I'll encourage the listeners to check it out for a young person, teenager, mid, early 20s that might be interested in this kind of program. Well, but what I'd like to tell your listeners is if you have children or no kids that are 15 and 25, please check it out. I mean, they can go to the program in person at UCLA. It's $1,500 for the week, or they can do it virtually. It's $349 for the week, or you can participate. And in fact, Mark, you can as well. As an adult, you can be a mentor. You know, the program culminates on Friday where we do a mentor workshop where students, you know, will sit with you in person or if you're not in person virtually and ask you questions about your career. 
and, uh, or you can sponsor students. You know, a lot of people will send, you know, not their children, but, you know, some of their employees' kids or, or just make a donation. And we find kids through the Steve Harvey Foundation or the Boys and Girls Clubs in America and things like that. So, you know, if you really believe in LEAP and you want to help our youth, please, you know, participate. There's a way. So I guess on that note, if you could share with our listeners this kind of insight from your experience, why a philanthropy project like LEAP added this dimension of purpose and passion and mission to a successful practice? I mean, you had a successful practice, you had a successful business, and yet this was an underpinning, an undercurrent of drive. What insight could you provide our listeners who might want to add that kind of steam to their otherwise just creative path? I think my mantra for life is learn so you can earn and then return. You know, if you leave this world without having made it better for others, shame on you. You know, and there are so many people in this world with so much and they just don't ever think about sharing that with others. And to me, that's an empty life. You know, Ford said a business that makes nothing but money is an unsuccessful business. And it's true. I mean, if you don't share your success with others, you know, I don't know. I feel it's, it's really kind of empty. Success is nothing without somebody important to share it with in my life. Well, that's good insight. Thanks for sharing that. Well, listeners, my guest has been Dr. Bill Dorfman, BillDorfmanDDS.com, but also his handle on all the social media, Dr. Bill Dorfman. And be sure to check out this program we've been talking about for the LEAP Foundation coming up uh, July 18th at UCLA. Dr. Bill, thanks so much for being on our program. We really appreciate Mark, it. Mark, thanks. It was awesome. Thank you. Listeners, come back again next time. We'll continue our around-the-world travels to talk to creative experts and practitioners about how they tap into their own creativity, how they have the tools and methods to get their work organized, and also how they gain the connections and the confidence to get their work up and out into the world. So until next time, I'm Mark Stenson. We're unlocking your world of creativity. See you soon. Unlocking your world of creativity with Mark Stinson. We've created a special offer just for listeners of the podcast. You can get our book, A World of Creativity. Paperback is at a special price of $5.98, and the Kindle version is only $0.99. Cents. Go to my website, mark-stinson.com. The book is featured on the homepage. You can click it and go to Amazon, mark-stinson.com, and enjoy the book.